0: in the trap. This is for the <laughs> Believe in Miracles? Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like, and subscribe. You got to show me. I apply pressure, and they try to reject it. Clearly ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'm going to call it self Harmon. Fly. South and get the south popping. <laughs> One day I'm gonna give you a walk through and introduce you to this walk, too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, nicked on my dynasty stock Till I came back like Wimby Yama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the GOAT That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88, December 87, I was 16 days away My flight why not, I just got paid today When I land this dirt statue I came to fade away Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play My life a Patreon link You gotta pay to play I, I work 16 hours, boy that's a 88 X Factor like this Brian, my boy 88 Watch dream like when you living like A heavyweight, this ain't a one Week thing, we grind like everyday They know my destination, Debbie Like I hang with Ray, if they ain't Know my name, I bet they know my name it Day. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today Drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm laying away Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way huh? Welcome to South Harmon, huh, I'm glad you're here today Welcome to South huh? and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South huh? and I'm glad you here, here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Huh? Treat
1: this mic like an HEM, let's make a trade today. <laughs> What's up everybody and welcome back into the episode two of the south Harmon spotlight i'm incredibly excited a good friend in the space is joining me today we had tracy on last week so make sure you go check that episode out if you haven't but episode two we're gonna feature joshua hudson my man josh from club fantasy fellow eagles degenerate fan good friend in the space to me uh how you doing josh i'm doing fantastic mike how you doing buddy Oh, not too bad, man. The NFL season's almost here. Like we're done with oh, pretend wait. football. We're done can't with uh, fake. You know, we'll get all these roster cuts out of the way, and uh, a couple of weeks we'll have real NFL football, right? Yeah, That's when all dancing. the roster,
2: when all the players that are getting ready to get cut go off for like career games and preseason game three, and you're like, oh, this guy's making the roster. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Here's your pink slip, buddy. <laughs> but hey, you got plenty of tape for your next job. <laughs> I just love it as an Eagles fan too. I remember.
1: Well, maybe a couple months ago, somebody was was posting on Twitter about we should really pick up this Dan Arnold. He could have a, uh, you know, nice big role right behind Dallas Goddard. And uh, his ass got cut.
2: <laughs> so so much for that take. Huh? That that was such an easy depth chart to figure out. Like I, I, they're, they're, Tyree Jackson didn't stand a chance. Dan mm-hmm. Arnold didn't stand a chance. It was going to be Jake, Jack Stoll, excuse me, Cal Contrera and Goddard like. That was so easy to figure out. I don't know why people were trying to debate otherwise. No Dan Arnold.
1: (laughs) No Dan Arnold. (laughs) Josh, I like to get the plugs out of the way early, too. You can tell the people. Where can they find you? What are you working on? You got any special projects that's going on right
2: now that you wanted to put out there? Uh, I mean, you can find me on Twitter if you really want to just follow a cheerleader. Um, I'm at the One Hudsonian. That's the number one, uh, not spelled out um and that's literally me across all social media facebook twitter instagram um you can follow my uh website club fantasy ffl that's at club fantasy ffl on facebook twitter instagram url club fantasy our youtube page at club fantasy ffl that's probably the one place that um drives the majority of our content right now um we only have one podcast that we do on audio version. Everything else is done uh, live and through video. So um, definitely make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We, we we go live probably five, six days a week, I think now. So uh, especially coming up on the season, we, and it covers all different things. Uh, we have our, our recap Monday show, which, Mike, I know you've been on a couple times with us. Yes, sir. Um, every other Tuesday night, we do uh, our Women of Fantasy football show, uh, Her Story in the Making where we partner with uh, fantasy alarm and better sports network. Um, it's just a way to kind of spotlight uh, female content creators in the space and not even just football too. We try to um, cross different genres as well, especially with our relationship with better sports network, because they cover all sports. Uh, Wednesday nights is our flagship show. No pun intended, um, which typically focuses on redraft. We'll be introducing a new DFS show this year. Um, we've talked about actually doing a, uh, captain showdown slate video as well um we we, we tested it out a couple years ago It just didn't have the right person for it i think yeah, i've got sure. the right person for it this year so right. we'll see if we can fit that one into the schedule and then of course my favorite show that we do every saturday morning 11 a.m starts it different day literally just answering everybody starts it questions going into the weekend games um we always invite guests on to shoot the shit and kick it with us. And, uh, it's always a grand old time. So
1: good, a stuff, lot of good man. stuff
2: in the works there. And of course, cannot leave this out. Make sure you follow women of fantasy football. Uh, it's our movement within the brand, uh, again, just trying to, uh, encourage and provide a safe space for women that love fantasy football, that create fantasy football content that ultimately want careers in sports as well. Uh, we've partnered with an organization called Galvanize. It's run by, uh, NFL and Fox sports reporter, Laura Oakman. Um, so a lot of the fundraising efforts that we do, especially this time of year and every August, um, we have a uh, Women of Fantasy and galvanized Scholarship Fund that we do. So all the events that Laura puts on, um, she does these boot camps with um, professional teams where it's like a two day camp where women could come in and kind of learn the ropes of the ins and outs of you know being in sports. You know whether it's marketing, whether it's sideline reporting um, whatever it may be, and just kind of understanding what the role is, but also how to treat players like people and not just objects. Um, so there's a lot of really cool stuff that, um, that we do with women of fantasy and we have some stuff in the pipeline too. I can't get too in detail yet, but hopefully in the next coming months, um, there's going to be a nice big explosion of, uh, WAF as we like to call it, uh, in your face. And it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. Let's go, buddy. That's at women of underscore FF on Twitter and Instagram, as well as YouTube. Well, WAF still got a raffle going on. And by the time people hear
1: this, you know, they'll have a couple days to still uh, get some entries. Even though I would prefer if
2: they did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, but there's two jerseys, Mike. It's okay. They can. So this week, our final week, we're raffling off a signed Aaron Donald Rams jersey and a signed Jalen Hurts Eagles jersey. Uh, Mike is saying that because he uh, graciously bought um, a ton of of tickets for Jalen Hurts. <laughs> we love uh, that But hey, Aaron Donald jersey. I think there's there's you know, there's something nice to be said there. One of the greatest defensive players in NFL history. Um, but yeah, you can head to womenoffantasyfootball.com. You can click on the jersey graphic, it'll take you to where you can buy your raffle tickets. Again, the tickets are only five dollars, and all of those uh ticket sales go towards the scholarship fund that we've set up with Gotham nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go check that out, you know, uh, me being the uh, selfish person I am. (laughs) You know, if you want that Aaron Donald jersey, by all means, (laughs) keep your hands off my Jalen Hurts one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You you definitely did a good job to say, this is mine, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I got
1: a good feeling about it, Josh. I I got a real good feeling about it. So, Josh, let me ask you. You do all of this, right? You're doing so much work and so much work with women of fantasy. How did you get into the fantasy football space in the first place? Like, did you play when you were younger? Did you did you have a parent or something get you into it? Or just a natural gravitation one day? You're like, you know what? I want to play with uh, pretend players. <laughs> like, I want to play with a numbers game or whatever the hell got
2: you into fantasy football. How did that come about? so i've always been a huge football fan um and then and, and i think a lot of that goes to um my mother who kind of was a bit of a helicopter parent that wouldn't let me play football when i was in middle school Ooh. because i couldn't play tackle um so when uh high school rolled around i basically told her i said i'm playing football and you can't stop me and oh crap sorry about that <laughs> that's all right man you're down in florida got alerts what... and stuff going on here, here in florida, you... in florida. <laughs> shut up we know the weather down there. So, Jesus uh, Christ. Not the cool. greatest. <laughs> um, Sorry, I apologize. Hey, thankfully, you can edit that out, maybe. I uh, <laughs> will leave it in. Adds character. There you go. And add, add some intrigue. Um, Anyway, um, no. So I, I've always been real big into football. Um, you know, NFL draft was always like, that was my jam. Like, literally every single weekend, I would take off from, like, work. I'd just sit in front of the TV, and I would just consume, like, you know, all the players that were coming in to the league and, you know, depth charts with the teams. Like, it's just kind of what I loved. um My senior year of high school, I had a really good buddy of mine. Um, We started kind of talking about it because we'd heard about it, but never played it. And, uh, you know, we just kind of joined like a random NFL.com league. And uh that's kind of where everything started for me. Like it just, it was one league there. And then like a work league, my freshman year of college, we got set up and, um, you know, then it just kind of became like something that we did with all my college friends. And then I tried fantasy basketball and tried fantasy baseball and just kind of realized that fantasy football was where it was at for me. And, um, after I finished my, um, bachelor's degree in 2011, um, I'd moved out to Las Vegas cause I was doing an internship and I was living with a, a, an old college buddy of mine, um, who was staying out there and uh he wanted to at the time was when grantland was really big on espn and he had this idea of i don't even want to say it, he had an idea it was basically just piggybacking on bill simmons but uh kind of doing like a, like a low rent version of grantland yeah and um you know he knew how big i was in a fantasy and was like you know would you want to like try doing some like fantasy football writing and stuff and um i like this was kind of when like podcasts and stuff were really starting to like build up yeah And I'd started listening to Fantasy Focus, the O six O one O with Matthew Barry and Stefania, and um, you know that was kind of that—that was what I did in my downtime, like in between, like you know, writing and studying and all that kind of stuff. And um, and Matthew Barry's always been like a a hero to me, just because he started, you know, screenwriting, which is what I went to school for, and you know, then obviously migrating into the fantasy space. And I've just always really enjoyed his writing and his storytelling. And, uh, so I was like, all right, you know, I'll give my hand at it. So, um, started writing and, you know, we started a podcast and I think it it went on for like seven episodes before it was just like, you know, my co-host at the time couldn't do it. And then, uh, I think it was 2016, um, my old high school buddy who kind of, we got into fantasy football together. We'd been playing in our home league for, I think at that time, close to 10 years. And, um, you know, we, we'd always kind of like dabbled with like the idea, like, Hey, you know, why don't we start something? So um, we started a podcast and, you know, just kind of centered it around like our home league, kind of similar actually um, to the fantasy footballers. This was before I even knew who the hell they were. And, um, and that just kind of like evolved into what club fantasy became. Uh, We brought on uh, my current, no pun intended co-host Joe Zolo uh, after the first year uh, he was helping us with some, um, like social media stuff. And then he started when he was at Full Sale, which is where I, I graduated from, he'd started an online radio network called Die Hard Sports Radio. And we were the first like podcast for that show or for that network, excuse me. And, uh, Joe hosted it and, um, and it was kind of me. And then my buddy ended up, he got a job with CBS Sports and, um, just kind of decided to Kind of duck away from the fantasy so for a while for probably a good like three years it was literally just me, me and joe and then um his girlfriend now fiance uh maggie was helping us with like graphics and stuff and uh it's just sort of like slowly kind of grown from there and you know i met faith um through a facebook group and um faith kind of became really integral in us starting the women of fantasy football movement um i met ryan just through a random twitter dm um <laughs> me too and he had a he had a bold take on mark ingram and i told him he was fucking crazy i was like hey you want to come on the show and uh debate it and that's literally how that's gone and then one summer uh, i was like hey you want to come do some shows with us i know you've done projections and stuff we'd like to you know just kind of shoot the shit and after about like six episodes i was like dude you want to just be like the third co-host like we've got such a great rapport and and literally, he's just kind of like I, I, you know, he's one of my best friends. I treat him like a business partner. And, you know, it's just like him, Joe, myself, we kind of run the ship and everybody just kind of, um, you know, falls in line behind that. And, you know, they they kind of see, you know, how hard we work and everything that we put forth. And, um, you know, they want to put forth that same type of energy, which, you know, I love and appreciate. Um, but that's really, you know, we, we created Club Fantasy just to have fun. And I think that's something that gets lost a lot with fantasy football is that people are so caught up in, you know, getting their takes right and, you know, making sure that they sell right before somebody, like, collapses. And it's like, why would I want to sell this player that I love rooting for? Let me just have fucking fun and root for the guy. If he dies on my team, quote-unquote, he dies on my team, whatever. Like, why do I have to get something for him, you know? And And I just think, like, that aspect of fantasy football is, especially when it comes to the fantasy football twitter space um is kind of a lost art nowadays and that's something that um that we we try to live by you know at the end of the day have fun you know we it's, it's like a club right It's club fantasy and our mantra has always been bounce the competition no cover necessary come in have fun shoot the shit we'll help you win some leagues and you make some money and hey you want to throw us some go for it have fun whatever <laughs> I, I love it man <laughs> Isn't it crazy too, because
1: uh Adam and I story is just pretty much kind of similar to yours, where it just it was a hobby and it's kind of a passion, and you know one day you just say, "Fuck it, let's do this like let's stop fucking around and let's actually try to do something and I always think for i I guess a lot of content creators, as we keep growing and like apparently establishing our own brand, which is still weird for me to kind of say, like to actually have the following that we have. When people ask me, like, I'm interested in doing it, like, h- how do I get in? And I, I said, the only thing I can really tell you is just do it, right? If you yeah. got a passion for writing, just write an article. Just do it. If you don't like writing, which I'm not a writer, I can't mm-hmm. write for shit, right? It would take a fantastic editor like Faith in order to get me to actually- She can do better. it, I promise you. <laughs> I promise you she can... <laughs> I promise you every week that I would submit an article to her, she goes, son of a- bitch. <laughs> this, this is going to has... take me a week to edit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has no grasp of the English language whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but but yes, like if that's your passion, just start it. If if you're not into writing and you just wanted to do something audio form, do it. I think the the biggest hurdle for us was getting over was like putting yourself on camera and putting yourself on YouTube and you're like shit. Anybody in the entire like some high school guy that I went to that fucking hates me, <laughs> you know, used to make fun of me, is gonna be don't able blow to see up say, Right, right. Like, but after you get past it, like you just kind of realize that this is what it is. If you got a passion for it, you really don't give a shit about the outside noise. Oh, it's true. The other thing too, Josh, like this space, this series, what you're doing with women of fantasy. It's incredible that we can have all these relationships or or this perception of somebody on Twitter. And you brought that up, too, that you, you see stuff on Twitter. And as long as you're not that angry guy out there just tweeting all the time or that angry person just going, fuck, you know, I'm not listening to anybody or you're trying to fight everybody in the comments. If you open yourself up just a little bit and just be a reasonable human being, some of the best relationships that I have in this entire space have come from that. (laughs) <laughs> like, they have and didn't you notice too at the expo there's some people who you have this perception of because you've only seen them on twitter right you've only seen them and then you meet them in person and they're like the biggest sweetheart you've ever met <laughs> like the most timid person sometimes sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> we'll, we'll say like 75 percent for me that's where i'll go
2: i mean there's about 25 percent. i think that's I'm fair, like, I think that's fair. There's yeah there's 25%. definitely some people that you know when i interact with them on twitter i'm just kind of like I have zero interest in getting to know you outside of this because i like i can't i can't justify if you're going to be an asshat online why would you be nice in person right like that, that that right there you're telling me that you're two-faced i don't want people like that in my life that's kind of the way that i look at it right so if you're gonna be you know cordial in person or online and then you're the exact same way offline fantastic. You and I can talk. We can get to know each other better. We can be good friends. Like, and that's kind of how I am. Like, I, you know, I keep it real. I'm a nice, I try to be a nice person. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect. There's definitely times where, you know, I, I've let what little ego I have get in the way of things. And, um, you know, maybe I come across as not approachable or um, just an all around sour grapes kind of person. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I want to see the people around me succeed do great things that's why when you look at my twitter timeline it's mostly just retweets of people that you know work with us at club fantasy and women of fantasy football or it's retweets of people i have great relationships with in the space and you know people that i trade dms with frequently like i don't always get a chance to read everybody's work but i know that they're good people and they're going to put forth the time and the effort to make that article great whether or not i agree with what exactly they're you know, take might be within the article. I know it's worth a read. So I'm going to do what I can to share that. If they get more followers out of it, great. If not, maybe next time. That's okay too. But, you know, I just try to go about my day being a good person. That's stuff that I've learned, you know, just over the years when, you know, you come across people and they tell you one thing and then they do something else. And it's like, why would I want to be that person to someone else? I know how it feels when somebody's like that to me and it fucking sucks.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a... I'm kind of the same way with my Twitter buddy. <laughs> you haven't noticed? I don't put a lot of original shit on there. Right? I just I save it all for the podcast, right? Well, I don't. I don't have enough time or energy to do it. Well, there's know? that, yeah. And I'd much rather highlight all the other people doing the incredible work, right? Whether you work for our company or not, like if you do good stuff, we get along really well. Like I want to support them, right? I have some really good friends in this space and some people who do some incredible work and I don't care if it takes away from my viewership on my channel and people go over there. I just want people to get good content and to be highlighted. So I'm with you on that, man. It doesn't really matter to me. I got to ask you though. So we're kind of in the, uh, the same spot here. Just, uh, it feels weird, but like you, you kind of running this, uh, this club fantasy and you're getting, getting up and going and you got a, you got a really, really good foundation. And I really like where you're at as a, as the kind of like the, let's say the business mind of it. Like the guy who's, who's kind of behind the scenes as, as I've been told that you are <laughs> at the, uh, the woman of fantasy panel. Do you have a direction? Like, do you have end goals that you're trying to get to? Because to be completely honest, I'm flying by the seat of my fucking pants over here where it's just like, I just want to keep doing good content and I just want to keep growing a community and, Whatever the fuck happens after that, like, I'm good with. But do you have, like, set goals? Like, am I being a piece of shit by not having goals over here, Josh? Like, do I need to be more driven?
2: (laughs) I think that um, there's definitely a lot of flying by the seat of my pants. There's definitely some of that. Um, and, And part of that is just because there's always something new that hits me that I may not plan for or expect, right? And so you just kind of have to you have to learn to just kind of go with the flow of things and um, take what's given. Right. Like when, when I look at see, I, I really do like I look at Club Fantasy and Women of Fantasy very differently. So like with Club Fantasy, for instance, that to me, that's the content driving force. That is, you know, it's all of the podcasts. It's all of the written content. It's you know what? We're here to shoot the shit. We're here to have fun. We're here to help people win some money, win their leagues, whatever it may be. And, you know, if people want to get on board with that, our email is there. Feel free to shoot me an email, uh, whether it's at, straight at the company or straight at me, whatever. Um, you know, let's talk about, you know, sponsorships, revenue sharing deals, all that good stuff. And I've had plenty of those conversations. I, You know, we, we've set up different partnerships here and there. Some of them work well. Some of them work a little. Some of them don't work at all. And you know what? That's fine. There's a lot of trial and error when it comes to that, but um, with women of fantasy, it's very much a a movement piece, right? Like it's it's a raise awareness kind of thing. So for me, there's there's always a lot of trying new things when it comes to that because I can I have the ability to you know spawn this idea and I go to faith and I'm like, hey, what if we tried this? and sometimes it's that's the dumbest idea ever (laughs) sometimes it's you know what yeah i kind of like that and then i stop and i think and i'm like okay cool how can we reasonably go about executing this to where it doesn't blow up in our face when i try to apply stuff like that with club fantasy there's it could very easily torpedo things right like if you do the wrong thing It's like it's going to take away from the rest of the content. And I don't typically feel that way with women in fantasy because we have a centralized direction. It's to promote the inclusion of women in sports. It it really is that simple. So when I try to go above and beyond that, I always come back to that statement, promoting women in sports, right? There's always a right and a wrong way to do it. So as long as you're not doing it the wrong way, you're in the clear. And now I have a lot of people that are coming to me because they want to partner with us. And for me, it's a lot of pulling the weeds aside and seeing, is this something that you genuinely care about? That you want to try to get more women into fantasy football or different forms of fantasy football? Or are you just trying to use this as a tool to make yourselves feel better? And claim that you actually care about this when in reality your content tells me otherwise. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing for me when it comes to women of fantasy versus club fantasy, I'm a lot more protective of women of fantasy because of what the brand is and what it stands for. Whereas club fantasy, it's kind of like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do what we got to do. You know, it's pretty simple. You're creating content, right? You're putting stuff out there. As long as you're not acting like a bigot or any other not so great ideolo- ideology, you, you can fit along with me pretty well. I love it, man. I love it, and you and I had some pretty deep conversation at the expo about it
1: too. And hundred percent, yeah, we're we're kind of in the same space on it. Like I think there's there's only really three reasons that somebody really wants to get on board with the women women of fantasy movement. One, spearheading it like you and Faith are doing, where you know you you have one goal in mind, just to include more women. In the the fantasy football space in the sports space you have what i like to consider like people who just want to talk with other people who really enjoy the same passion where it's it's kind of that thing where you go we both share the exact same interests whether it's dynasty football for example i don't care who you are what you look like where you come from You know, it doesn't matter to me. If you want to talk dynasty fantasy football, we can talk forever. And we might end up hating each other because we have vastly different takes. Or we might end up becoming best friends because we're like, mom, these are amazing. Or it could be one of those situations where we get that friendship where even if we disagree, the respect is so mutual. And then, Josh, kind of the shitty part that you talked about. And I think it's very prevalent. And you can see it. It it's, is. It's a microcosm of the entirety of our society. To be honest with it, it's. It's. You have people who are doing it for financial gain. That. That's what it is, right? It's making a statement that says, "Hey, I support this." In reality, nothing they really do. Their intentions are to actually support it. Their intentions are to put a, a good spin on it, right? To make it. Yeah, look I, had,
2: uh, I had. <laughs> I'm not going to put the individual on blast, but uh, we got a uh, we got a DM on our the Women of Fantasy Twitter page and uh basically they were offering us um an opportunity to put all of our Women of Fantasy content on their YouTube page no charge for free quote we really support everything that you guys are doing we love all that literally went through an entire month's worth of tweets retweets and likes not a single share of anything we were doing with Women of Fantasy nothing so it's like, how can you sit here and tell me that you support everything that we're doing and that you want to give us this opportunity when you've literally done nothing to help further promote everything that we're trying to do? Right. Like that—that's a that's a, you know, for lack of a better term, a cash grab opportunity, right? Like I'm not down for that. So when you come to me and you say, hey, we want to work with you, it's like, okay, cool. How? Why? What's the objective? Like those are questions that I have. If you can't give me a viable reason other than, oh, we just want to help, you know, get more women into this space or that space or whatever. It's like, okay, well, how do you want to go about doing that? You're the one approaching me. Why should I give you the objective on how to do it? I know how we're going about it. If I want to talk with somebody and learn more about, you know, their objectives or, you know, how they can be a beneficial partner to us, I'm coming to them with those questions. Shouldn't be the other way around. There's a a lot of gatekeeping in this space, and sports Mm -hmm. in
1: general, right? And there always has been. So it's one of those things where you got to, like, figure out how you can overcome it. I think one of the biggest things, though, for me has always been if if somebody's intentions are pure, you can tell. You know, within a a short conversation, you get on the phone with somebody and and tell whether or not they're authentic or not. You know, I've encountered some pretty damn good salesmen over my time, but they always have that one little tell where, like, I think you're bullshitting (laughs) me. Like, I don't think you're really into it. So... I'm really glad to hear that th- this isn't just a this isn't just a thing that you started championing, right? You're passionate about it, and you're very protective of it, very very yes. protective of it, and that is something that is needed. I want you, know, oh God, man, I I got girls, right? I got girls, and one of the happiest things would be if they found an interest in fantasy sports, right? Like my youngest six year old daughter thinks it's amazing that I'm down here talking on YouTube, and she gets to see Daddy on the internet. Like how cool would it be when she gets older if this becomes a passion for her, and now my kid is
2: like a second
1: generation YouTube podcaster? <laughs> like you know that what? Would be we awesome. have
2: we have a start sit show that we do on our club fantasy page for women of fantasy football. Uh, there's a gentleman in the space. His name's Dave. His Twitter handle at Dave Fantasy. He writes with IBT Media. He writes with Four for Four. Um, but he has twin daughters. They're eight years old now. They do a start sit show for us Oh right. with that Kelly Singh hosts. And let me tell you, it is the most adorable 15 minutes of YouTube content you will find, man. It is I'm absolutely gonna, fantastic. I'm going
1: to have to check that out and I'm going to have to show my daughter B Yeah, we, <laughs> did, like, Watch this. Uh,
2: we did a little like uh, off season, like mock draft with them a couple weeks back. And um, just like watching them kind of go through while they're on air And like, oh, no, I want this pick. I want this pick. I want this pick. And like, we're literally like pausing the draft so they can get the player that they want. Like, you know, it's just again, it's just like catering to that, you know, eight year old mindset. Right. Right. And um, Scott Fish, who obviously, you know, everybody knows, you know, he runs Scott Fish Bowl and had a long storied career here in the fantasy industry. Um, He actually invited them to play in the Scott Fish Bowl during our very first year of Women of Fantasy Football. We had them on uh, on the show for, I think it was like five, ten minutes. And Scott gave us the okay to gift them an entry into the next Scott Fishbowl. And it was like they were over the moon that they got to play in this massive, big tournament. And yeah, Rowan and Macy I absolutely adore them. They're so much fun. So there, there's your there's your interest like show that to your daughter and you can be like hey honey this can be you <laughs> this can be you
1: this can be you she's got such a damn interest in dance though too she never stops dancing josh that's awesome 20 until she goes to sleep that's the only time that's she awesome. stops she man she's dancing all over the place right Just, uh, my wife started an addiction i remember a couple of years ago she goes uh, i'm gonna enroll her in dance and i said uh don't do that <laughs> don't do that please don't she goes well she won't stop dancing and i think my text response was well just break her legs then.
2: <laughs> oh you're such an evil dad I am,
1: I am. And now now i i spent a lot of time in the basement because it's where my office is and uh you hear it all the time right it sounds like a herd of elephants upstairs because she's doing all kinds of like flips and cartwheels and Man, I could only imagine if she got into to fantasy football. But that's the thing. Like, it doesn't really feel like an option. Like, it, it's been gatekeeped for so long. Like, it's such a, a masculine sport, right? And even even myself, I, I find myself, when I'm talking to people, you know, I always refer to it, like, as, as he or, you know, in the, in the masculine sense. And I go, shit, you know, there might be. There might be women listening to this podcast, right? Not that I'm saying anything that's out of pocket, but, you know, I probably shouldn't just refer to my audience as gentlemen. I don't know how many women are listening to this podcast at this exact moment, right? Like, why am I I using language that's already excluding people? So it's one of those things that I think the community as a whole needs to get better at, not just the inclusive language, but being more welcoming. Like making it a place where people want to come in, right? And uh, I'm just I'm so excited that this is what you're what you're championing and pushing for because I do think, as a fellow fantasy football player, as a dynasty player, the more people we can get involved in this, the better it is for every single person, Josh. And and start to bottom, it's you got content creators. There's more people to consume your content. That means there's more people out there that are are looking for content as actual players of the game leagues are easier to find you can do as many as you want if you have this massive player base and then you know it wouldn't be 40 chess without thinking of the third part the more new people you get in the more new people you're able to take advantage of and actually win some leagues you know nothing nothing makes me happier in dynasty leagues than getting a trade over on somebody who's like well huh, good good luck on your bad process there <laughs> good luck. oh yeah but i mean Listen, I want to teach people too, but I, well, I exactly. want to pe- I want to teach I want to teach people who are listening to you know my stuff or you know listening to other people in the space right and getting better at it. But trust me, if I get in a league with you, all hands are off, <laughs> all bets are off. Let's go. See, what, I'm the complete the opposite.
2: <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. Like when I'm in a league with somebody, and especially like I'll I get invited to um, more like home style dynasty leagues where it's not full of experts that, you know, do right, this and right. talk about it and write about it. And so, like, when some of these players, they, when they find out that, like, I run a website and stuff, they, you know, they ask me questions. they they And, and I'm just like, hey, bring it. That's cool. I don't care. Like, it's just being a teacher is just in my blood. I don't know how to turn that off. And that's the yeah. irony is because you could never actually pay me to be a teacher. I saw what it did to my mother for 25 years. Not happening to me. But I just, like, I like... I like that feeling of like when you're when you're you know coaching somebody up and you know you're saying yeah you know this is how I would go about this and and why they make that move and it you know brings them a win two wins whatever helps them win a championship and I'm like that's awesome man and and we we have this running joke on on our flagship show no pun intended Ryan when he's on the stream he always has like a championship belt like on his mantle like right above his head mm-hmm. and that was from when he won the the um the fantasy and frames four-eyed tournament that they did a few years back. And Joe likes to make a crack at it that that belt is one fourteenth his because he told him to go pick up Cameron curl in the championship. So it's like, it's just like, you know, little things like that where, you know, you can kind of take ownership of it and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm happy about that. I may have finished last in my league, but you won. And I I, I'll take that. That's awesome. Because again, that's just who I am. Like, and I get that in my work leagues all the time too. Like, we try to bring in new people uh, to play fantasy, and I'm just like, here, check this site. There's a whole bunch of resources on it. Literally just giving them my website. I was doing my home league redraft last night. One of my friends is sitting there right next to me. She's literally going through my rankings and (laughs) taking all these players right in front of me, and I'm like, damn it, why do I do this? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm with you,
1: buddy. I I really like helping people in my leagues, too you know and and i always get that like man you sons of bitches like how dare you use my strategies against me like i taught you this and use it against me but don't get me wrong Josh. i will help everybody in my league but when it comes go time like i'm going for it man like awkward. i want i want to rip their hearts out i want i want the championship well, I'm and not that's laying the thing. down sometimes
2: for them. you have to learn by failing
1: right right so. 100% and nothing makes me happier though like to be honest we do a lot of these patron leagues and one of these patrons like knocks you out of the playoffs. Like
2: damn. Damn,
1: I wanted to win this one. It's frustrating, but it's also that, you know, the it's apprentice. Of accomplishment. Yeah, the apprentice taking yeah. down. Yeah, let's go. So, but I still want to win, Josh. I'm not going to lay down for him, <laughs> right? Like like I would I would try to get the best Yeah, of this my isn't board. a heel turn. <laughs> no, I would if it was a dynasty league, I would tried to get the best of my grandma in a trade if I could, right? Like I tried to fleece her out of that extra second round pick or something. Like I have no no disregard for it. I'm not gonna be like, well, grandma, you probably shouldn't make this trade. <laughs> like, here's why. <coughs> Listen, I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna tell grandma why she shouldn't have made that trade. So I got no problem with it. But that's probably the biggest thing, Josh. Like champion champion this this movement this women of fantasy movement i want to see it succeed i want to see more people especially women in this space i want to be able to do more podcasts and talk if you can talk ball you can talk
2: ball i don't give a shit what you look like where you come from
1: like those we, we do that a
2: lot with our shows like we have our as i mentioned earlier our her story in the making that Britt flynn does with fantasy alarm and, and better sports and that's very similar to this show like it, it's an interview series you know We want to just kind of get to know the women in the space, but something that we do on all of our club fantasy shows. I mean, you can, you would be hard pressed to click on a show and not find a woman of fantasy football as a guest. Like, that's just, you know, we want to be able to bring them closer to the audience. Like maybe, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that has no idea who Britt Flynn is or no idea who, linda is or no idea who cater michelle Majugar, like uh what was it two years ago we had on uh stefania bell which everybody knows stefania bell and literally just being on a screen with her i was like this (laughs) like dead silent i'm just listening like just listening and the thing is is like we know how accomplished she is in this industry right yes and there are so many other women that know so much about football. And in Stefanie's case, injuries, because she is a, a PT. And it's like, all you have to do sometimes is just shut up and listen. And then you would understand that you don't need to be a misogynistic troll and say, oh, get back in the kitchen. Women have never played football, so they can't right. speak on it. No, that's fucking stupid just listen i went through uh, three or four weeks ago we had liz loza on our on our flagship show and we've had liz on a couple times in our women of fantasy show so like you know i've gotten to know her but we've never really had a chance to like talk ball and just sitting down talking with her for an hour after we got off the show she was just like thanks for the counter punches this was so awesome just hearing that from any accomplished individual, male, female, whatever you identify as, that's why I do this and that's why I bring people on. But being able to go toe-to-toe with Liz Loza was like a, a bucket list checkoff for me. I'm like, <laughs> let's go, baby. I did like I came prepared. You brought the heat. I brought the heat. Like, let's go. It was a fantastic episode. Loved every second of it. That's amazing. So man. much fun. And it's like, it's just when you have these opportunities, invite them. Bring them on. Shoot the shit. And more people are going to realize that women know ball, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it, we we have this with with the male counterpoints, right? We, we have this at the expo where, let's just think about it from our first year going, right? We show up to the expo and all of a sudden we're just kind of going like, holy shit, like it's this person, it's this person, mm-hmm. this person. You're kind of wide-eyed and you're scared to approach them same kind of thing at least for for me in this space this second year when we go you know I got to talk to you and I got to talk to Nateless and Cody Carpentier and Derek Brown and you know we hang out we talk to these guys and it's really incredible one of the things is I was so scared to approach any of these women fantasy analysts. Because, like, we put them on this, this plateau where I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's Britt Flynn or that's, that's so-and-so up there. Or even Faith, like, I, me and Faith follow each other. You know how many words we said to each other at the expo? Like, three. And most of them were at the airport when I was leaving and we just happened to pass. She was like, oh, shit, I know you. <laughs> but it's, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. And this is one of the things about the Spotlight series. This is one of the things about what you're doing with Women of Fantasy and bringing this to the forefront. let's make it not uncomfortable. Let's make it very common where we can just get on and have conversations and actually get to know each other. And I think if we can all get there together, like bam, (laughs) bam, Josh, it's going to be like this. It's going to be, I'll be able to have so-and-so on and we'll just be able to talk Paul and we'll be able Mm -hmm. to talk about their journey and their story and how the hell did you get into it? You know what are your goals? Uh, all right, now that we're done, let's make fun of some players that we hate together. <laughs> let's
2: share this common. You don't thing. hate players. We hate ADP,
1: Mike. And then there's some players. <laughs> fucking Brock Purdy. <laughs> Obligatory Brock Purdy, right there. I gotta throw it in. Uh, but that that's it's a big thing, Josh. It is. It just it, it feels like it's intimidating, and and it's probably because society for so long has put these these barriers up and for some people they're up very strong they are extremely strong for other people and i can admit for me like it's it's probably there like there's probably a little bit of a subconscious barrier where I, I don't think about what i'm saying or how i'm perceiving it or if how you act with somebody else in that space but that's the things that we need to get over we need to get over that social awkwardness but i'm definitely with you man i see some of these people on there with their like, man, this is why you should be making a sandwich, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you?
2: <laughs> I have a I, like, I text who, the Brit quite often. who the fuck talks like that so i so I text Brit quite often, and you know we'll we'll talk about like how crazy her schedule is. you know, we'll talk about life we'll you name it we we cover it um she's become one of my closest friends, not just in the space but just in general, and every once in a while she'll she'll send me like screenshots of. You know, like comment sections on some of the videos that oh, she's boy. done with like fantasy alarm and stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? But again, like it, it's, it's on fantasy alarm. So it's, it's a larger network and you're right. going to bring out the, the casuals, right. That are just fucking creeps. And I, the one thing I always go back to with her, I'm like, you've been hosting her story now for almost over almost a year. She's had on so many amazing guests. She had Lisa Ann on over the, uh, the spring. And you want to talk about somebody that's dealt with her fair share of trolls over the yes. years. Yeah. For yeah. a lot of reasons. And one thing that Lisa always talked about, and, and a lot of other guests bring this up too. You can't sit here and read through every single comment. Because the moment that you do that they win hmm. Yeah. when you don't pay attention, when you don't let it get to you, which I understand is is difficult because we're people, we have feelings, right? Like if somebody tells us that we suck at our job, we're going to take that to heart. And it's just who we are as people. And that's how Brit is like, she's, she's such a kind hearted person. Like she wants to do the best that she can. So when she has people that are coming to her or coming at her about X, Y, and Z, It's hard not to take it personally, right? But I always tell her, I'm like, don't even look. It's just like, save yourself the time. Once the video's out, be done with it. Move on. Focus on the next project. If people want to share those types of things with you, politely tell them, don't ever share that with me again and move right along. Like, keep it simple and don't focus on it. Because again, you're letting that psych you out. And that means they win. So... Just take a step back, take a deep breath, stop focusing on those things. And, I mean, me as a person, like, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of my own issues because I'm naturally a protector by person. Like, you know, the people that I care about, my team, whatever, like, I I try to block out as much as I can for other people and not put them in situations where I think that maybe it might be a little detrimental to them. Sometimes that blows up in my face because I'm telling them or I'm basically telling them without telling them that, you know, hey, let's take a step back. Maybe you can't handle this when in reality, I know that they can. I just don't want to see them have to face it. You know what I mean? And it's 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 something like a personality trait that I have that I definitely need to work on, because, you know, you're always going to have people that are going to face certain trials and tribulations whatever and you know ultimately what builds their character and helps them you know grow stronger just is people not just working in the space but you know they have to go through those things they have to face those things because that's what's going to make them better and you know me being the type of person that i am like i i don't want to have to see my friends and people that i care about face those types of things like i'd rather face it head on for them and you know so they don't have to but I th- I th- that's so
1: so fucking key man what you were just talking about right here just i think about i think about my situation and in youtube comments specifically and there'll be one and it's not even directed at anything to me it's not directed because i'm a man it's not directed because i'm fat or bearded or i'm a white dude nothing like that But it's a simple disagreement where like somebody just insults you based on your process, right? Like Mm -hmm. base you or questions your, your mental capacity. And I think about just how that, when I see that one comment, my reaction on the inside and how I take it and I go, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it get to me. I'm not gonna, and then you just sit there and you stew over it and you get, you get angry, Josh, I'm telling you, I can't even fathom what some of these women go through on a daily basis putting themselves out there on youtube because i just happen to stumble across shit on twitter right and i and you and i talked like i'm not the biggest guy on twitter i'm not the most active i do a quick scroll and these aren't people that i follow this is just some random comment that happens to get highlighted on that day and some of the shit people say out there to women in the fantasy space i go what the fuck and now i take it and i go like Maybe two times a week I'll get one of these comments on my YouTube page, which doesn't have that big of a following. It's not Fantasy Alarm, right? And it's a more centralized community of people who actually enjoy our content. And I go, now put myself on a bigger platform and make myself a woman with some of these fucking people out there. And think about what they have to go through on a daily basis. And I know you say, like, block it out. Like, move on to the next. But damn, it It's hard. That's really gotta is. be it's hard probably. as shit. Yes. Yeah, I, I, it truly I, is. I get mad when somebody's like, QB Horton's bullshit. Fuck you. <laughs> this is a horrible strategy. It has nothing to do with my sex or how I look or what their perception of me, like telling me to get back
2: in. They're the just kitchen. saying your brain is smaller than theirs. <laughs>
1: The only reason they don't tell me to get back in the kitchen one well i'm not a man but two they know i'm fat and i'm probably already in the kitchen when i'm reading it (laughs) that's why they're like get back in the kitchen i'm already here joke's on you (laughs) That has to be intense like to deal with that on a daily basis and you know it's not uh it's not sympathy it's empathy It's empathy, like because I can't. I haven't had to deal. I haven't had to deal with it, but I can only imagine that it's probably not easy. And I think that's what makes your movement, uh, getting this women of fantasy football, off the ground and going in the right direction and becoming more present
2: into the forefront, is very important. And yeah, I mean the biggest thing that I try to do is, like I said, I'm I'm naturally a protector by nature. Like yeah, I, I don't want people that I care about to have to you know face issues that can be easily fixed and I feel like I can fix everything because that's just who I am and I you know for us at least for me anyway the biggest thing with what we're trying to do with women of fantasy it's not it's not just you know protecting women right like we know that there you know you can't have the shields up the whole the entire time like you have to be able to have there there's going to be cracks you know the dirt bags are going to get through But at the end of the day, it's understanding women. It's understanding what we think or they think that they need in this space. So, you know, I try to have a lot of conversations with women because I feel like across so many industries, you have companies that are creating products for women or messages for women and have zero consultation with women themselves on what they want or not, right. right? And like, I, and I go back to my my time as a screenwriter, right? Like you have so many writers in writer's rooms that are guys and they're writing female characters. And that, that's why the Bechtel test is a thing, right? Women don't just sit around all day talking about how attractive this guy is or why this guy isn't calling him. Are there some women that do that? Sure. Cause it's nature. I mean, we talk, you know, we talk about girls. It's just, it's being part, it's being human. Right. And so it's just, it's understanding where they are, what they want and what we, or what they feel that they need. How can we help that? How can we help make these situations easier for them? So if you're not having conversations with women, that's why we have the women of fantasy football podcast. That's why we have, her story in the making. Like I have a meeting on Friday with um, a pretty big name in this industry. She's a woman. And it's like, all right, what can we do that can make things easier for the next generation? Things that you went through that you felt that maybe you shouldn't have went through. It's like when you're having these conversations, you can better craft that journey to the end of the tunnel, Right. Because the moment that you think that you get closer to the light at the end of the tunnel, there's just going to be more obstacles. And that light just keeps getting further and further away. So as long as you have something that you're continually chasing, there's a journey and it never ends. And something like women of fantasy football, that's going to be something that stands the test of time. Like it's going to keep going. There is no end game because guys are fucking stupid. (laughs) Plain and simple. Yes. (laughs) As a guy, I can concur.
1: <laughs> I I do know. I speak from experience. I am very stupid at times. <laughs> yes. I don't think all the time. <laughs> Josh, buddy, this has been good. We didn't talk a damn near lick about football outside of uh, Dan Arnold, and uh, you know, let's keep it that way. Fuck it. <laughs> we just do the Dan Arnold show. This has been so good. Uh, anything? Anything else that you wanted to put out there? What What's going on with women of fantasy? Like, how can how can the listeners of South Armmond of this episode help support like what is one thing they can do right now to go help this movement help it get it get it to where we want it to be right you know where uh all the things that we talked about all the things that we talked about, and eventually you know maybe my six year old's gonna be a a big time content creator I don't know if that's what she wants to do
2: I just want I think option. the biggest thing is listening right like it you know it's it's following it's it's subscribing it's supporting um but at the end of the day it's listening if you're not willing to listen to the message and want to try to interpret it then what are you doing right because we all know the issues that women face not just in this space but just in general and because this industry is so close to our hearts, like it makes sense for us to, you know, be champions within this industry. And that extends even outside of these parameters as well. I mean, you know, I was raised by a single mother. My grandmother was one of the strongest women in my life. My dad's mom, my other grandmother, 95 years old, still kicking like the strongest people in my lives have been women. So it's just it it makes sense for me to to kind of follow in these footsteps and be supportive of, you know, women that don't feel that they need a man in their lives or, or, you know, just want to just be accepted and say, you know what? Yeah, I like football. Cool. You don't have to judge me for it because I don't have a penis. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't disqualify me for, right? Exactly. So, so, so I think the biggest thing really is listening. You know, if you have questions, don't be afraid to ask, like, It's just, you know, Faith and I run the Twitter account and I know there's certain things that I can respond to and and it's okay. But then there's certain things that when I see it, I'm like, hey, Faith, maybe you need to answer this. Right. Like there's that balance there because I'm not going to speak on behalf of all women. That's stupid. But I don't. and, And again, I don't think Faith is speaking on behalf of all women either, but she has a much better understanding than I do. And that's what the movement's about. So if you have questions, ask, you know, and you can support that way. Shares, retweets, talk to your friends. You know, if you if you have friends that, you know, are women that like football and maybe haven't gotten a chance to play fantasy football or maybe have been too intimidated by it, be like, hey, why don't you go check out Women of Fantasy Football? You know, reach out to them, talk to them, see what they can do. You know, we've set up – last year we set up a couple – um like best ball tournament leagues. Um, it's kind of something we threw together last minute. Uh, we just do like small little buy-ins. All the money from that just goes into um, into our scholarship fund. Yeah. But um, again, it's just kind of a way to, to help kind of build a camaraderie. Last year, we did just two co-ed leagues. This year, um, we we had just the idea to, we were just going to do like one co-ed league, but then we wanted to do a women's league. We're up to three women's leagues and three co-ed leagues. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not exactly what I was thinking, but hey, awesome. Love we'll this, you know? It. And for me, it's it's great that we have guys that support what Women of Fantasy stands for, you know, being accepting of women that play fantasy sports, fantasy football in particular. But, I, you know, what I want to find out is, all right, the women that join just the all-ladies leagues, Why? Why did you only want to play with women? Was there a sense of intimidation? Was it, you know what, I just wanted to to be with my girls and, you know, shoot the shit and have that level of camaraderie? Like, these are things that I want to understand. So I know that if I'm asking these questions, that's what everybody else should be asking. Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to help push this forward and make it become more accepting amongst everyone everybody that does play fantasy football and, and other fantasy sports. Oh man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want to get them in more dynasty leagues. I want, I want to
2: Same. We, we, we and have. I actually, I have an idea for kind of what we can do, which, you know, Mike, you and I kind of talked about yeah. this, um, you know, to, to try to bring more women into the fantasy space and create, you know, a level of camaraderie where they can, you know, be amongst their sisters and, yes. you know, play together and, you know, in some instances, maybe learn, you know, because it, it, again, like even like I play dynasty, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm some dynasty expert. I I make some really bad trades. It happens. <laughs> you think you believe in somebody. And then it's like, whoops, dude, why? Really? This is how you're going to treat me after I gave up all this to get free. No, you got fucked up. But anyway, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> 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 so it's like there, there's always going to be that level of, well, crap, that sucked. All right. How do I fix this? Yes. Um, But some and sometimes that can be a lot harder to to learn if you're amongst people that literally have no mercy. Yes. Right. Yep. And it can be very off-putting so again this and this is that protector bubble that i have like if you can sort of create a in a way like a controlled environment to where you can help them and 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 this doesn't even have to be for women in general it can just be for everybody like this this is what we do we teach right like your patreon leagues like some some players may not be the most seasoned dynasty players but they want to learn yeah like create a beginner's league right like this is how dynasty leagues start. It, it, it's usually a home league that turns into a dynasty league and then everybody's learning on the fly. Right. So it's, it kind of goes back to that whole concept of, you know, we, we can teach, we can coach, but it doesn't have to be a toxic environment. And that's what we're trying to get away from. We want to be able to, you know, help and make women feel comfortable.
1: I think we can definitely get something off the ground here, Josh. I think it. Hope vary. so. And it's cool. the same thing. And it's not just for women, but it's for for all new Dynasty players coming in. Like these, uh, I don't know what we call them. Starter leagues, uh, these safe ones, right? Because you don't yeah. want.
2: Listen, I'd say we, safe we, leagues, but I think that's already been trademarked. Yeah, so. that's already been, that's already been <laughs> trademarked.
1: <laughs> but what you don't want, and, and we talked about it on this show. Like if you play in a Dynasty league with me, I go aggressive, and I don't give a shit yeah. who you are. And i got other patrons who are like that and i in exactly what you're saying we do these patron leagues and we get one of these new fish in there oh boy <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's a bunch like of chum piranha. in the water yeah it's a bunch of piranhas circling around yeah. like you don't want this to happen so i think it's one of those things where you can get people's feet wet in a in an environment that's actually conducive to being able mm-hmm. to help them learn how to play dynasty or or get the feel of it and once you get the basics down and you start applying like next level strategy or you get yourself a process, it becomes an addiction. <laughs> and all of a Hell sudden, yeah.
2: you know, somebody who was tended. Well, it's to that, start then that competitive to... spirit lights right. up, right? It's like, all right, now I need to expand my horizons. Right. And then you jump on Twitter. Hey, I want to get into a dynasty league. Who has an orphan team that I can take over? Exactly. You know? And you want to next It, thing, it right? burns the flame from there. And sometimes you can get yep. that orphan team out of the hole. Sometimes you can't. And then you, you look happens. at it
1: you look at it a couple years. Somebody who was timid and, and scared to join one dynasty league, all of a sudden they got thirty. Yep. <laughs> look, I gotta yep. stop. I got a problem. Yeah. I'm with you, buddy. We'll have to figure something out. And I definitely think uh some of the initial ideas that you sent over to me are very good and very promising, and I think we can make that happen. So Man, that's all I got. An hour. An hour, Josh. Thank you so it much went for by, coming right? yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> if did it did fly by. I'm I'm sitting here sweating and we're talking about being fat and I need food and <laughs> all the above. All the above. I gotta go to work in a couple hours. So no, I Same. appreciate it, Josh. Thank you so much. You you become a really good friend in this space and uh, kind of crazy that we were talking about Ryan earlier and a uh, random Twitter DM. Yeah. That, right. That's how I met Ryan. And that's, there you go. that's how I met you. If I didn't meet Ryan, I wouldn't have met you, buddy.
2: It, that's, and, and again, it just boils down to, you can't be afraid, you know, no. just take that leap. Like I I'm, I'm very much an introverted person. So like when I go to the expo, I'm very like I'm a I'm a small fish in a large pond, and I'm just like this is not my scene. But Faith is very extroverted, so like she knows the people that I should probably get to know, and she's always like, "Hey Josh, meet JJ Zacharyson. Hey Josh, meet (laughs) Meet, you know Jim Coventry. Hey Josh, meet uh, Derek Brown. Like, cool, you know, sit down, shake their hand, have a small little conversation like that." that's great for me. Like, that's why Faith and I work so well, because she can be that outward presence. And I'm the person that's just, you know, kind of behind the scenes and just being very meticulous and helping, you know, build things out. And when I send her, you know, ideas that I have, and she's just like, wait, we can do that? Like, really? You know, she's not the, I don't, don't want to say the well, I'm going to say it and I know it's going to get interpreted wrong, but like the big brain that I am, right? Like I'm somebody that I'm always thinking 18 steps ahead. Like that's just who I am. And faith just kind of takes things one step at a time. Like if it comes to you, great. If not keep right on walking, you know, me, I try to make shit happen. That's who I am. Sometimes I can't figure out how to make it happen, even if I have the idea, but the idea is there. And when I meet that right person, it's, Hey, let's talk and that's what led to a really really good conversation at the expo with somebody that i know a lot of people know and love that's my tease and hopefully (laughs) things will be um popping off here in the coming months so Hell yeah. And just so you know, you, you got teased here first, people. <laughs>
1: Whatever the fuck that's worth. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it. We're going out of here. Josh, thank you so much. Can't wait to link up with you again soon, buddy. And uh, for everybody tapping into episode two, that'll do it. We'll see you all later. Thanks, Mike.